The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. everyone and welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm Maya Pavinska-Sims, the Home Reports um, EMEA editor and it's a little crowded in the studio today because, uh, albeit joyously so, because I'm joined by not one, not two, but three guests for the first time. Uh, Nick Govia, Katie Stolliday and Stuart Lambert, the three founding partners of Blurred build as a new kind of agency for a blurred world. So welcome, chaps, and congratulations on your launch. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, Hello. Now, I know I promised you champagne, but train issues have got in the way of yeah. purchasing the Tattinger on the way in, so we'll, we'll have to do that, that another time. I'm sorry. Jeez, seeking forgiveness. But So, Nick, of course, you're one of the founders of creative agency Unity, one of the most award-winning agencies in the UK, if not everywhere. And Blurred is your first venture since you left at the end of last year. Katie, you were a board director at Unity and then had a stint at Brands to Life as the Deputy MD consumer. And Stu, until recently, the strategy and creative director at Weber Shamwick. So uh, welcome. Lovely to have you all here. Um, I know you all a little bit, and I, it's, I don't think it's just me being excitable when I say this looks a bit like a PR agency dream team. Oh, um, lovely. Give us a glass of champagne now. We're over that. There is no champagne. Um, but uh, what reaction have you had from the industry and from clients and potential clients since you uh, went public? Do you want to guys on a kickoff? Very, very positive. Um, quite overwhelming, I think. Like we obviously hoped that the launch would be, um, a, you know, a, a positive thing. But actually, the amount of just positive messages that we had from people was really quite overwhelming. I think all of us heard from a number of different people, you know, f- um, that we'd met through um, out the career and our careers. And um, yeah, it's going really well so far. Lovely. And it's been incredible, even the um, reaction in terms of potential clients and new business really? we had one of those uh, meetings on monday when we we're like oh my god how do we deal with this how do we divide and conquer what do we prioritize which is pretty much the dream yeah, start to any nice new business position to be in, yeah exactly it? and just a reaction to you know the very simple film we did and we intentionally kind of stripped it um yeah. kind of back um has been phenomenal so yeah dead excited good excellent start so nick i'm going to come Back to you first. There was there was quite a lot of shock in the industry when you left Unity at the back end of last year. You'd formed it with Joey Hopkinson in 2005, and it, it was almost like hearing like a couple that you thought were like had the perfect marriage had split up. What was that like for you, leaving your baby, as it were? Um, very good question. Something I've thought about a lot since. It was sure. in, in, incredibly um, difficult. We'd had a long and very productive and successful relationship and friendship. Um, so to make a, a call like that was obviously um, very difficult, but it, it actually surprised me how quickly once the decision had been kind of made, how quickly I then mm. kind of moved on. I just think it's part of my um, nature is just to be excited about the next kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, very difficult decision to make in terms of leaving the thing that I'd loved and nurtured and close friendships, etc., um, but very quickly, it was about like what next, you know, and what what's out there in the world, um, how things change, and and how could we build and do things differently now? So, so it's what, been dead exciting. What have you done since? I mean, what have you done this year? What's your journey been to get to this point with lovely Katie and Stu? So I promised myself to keep an open mind for um, 
three months, which for me at the time seemed like a ludicrous amount of time. Um, and I bet that flew by, didn't you? Oh, it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, the box sets I caught up with phenomenal. I was <laughs> very behind. Um, so I did that because I wanted to make sure that if I did something again in terms of creating a new consultancy, it wasn't just because it's what I've done, mm. you know, that it was the right thing to do. So I kind of did keep an open mind in terms of taking a job even or becoming a consultant. But clearly I woke up with my three-month deadline, you know, ping, and it was incredibly clear what mm. I was going to do. And then I, um, I'd used the time before, but also up until launch, really, to just um, meet all the people I hadn't met and broadly just get out in the industry. But better than that, I did some things that, you know, will forever stay with me, like I live in the country and my kids go to the village school and I became the crochet and cross-stitch teacher at Evershaw Primary wow. School. That's I know, amazing, story. right? Um, but for me, that was incredible. But what was just totally inspirational for me is I would do two or three days um, a week in London, pack those days, I'd go to Albright, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an investor in, and would just meet some people that I'd never managed to meet, others that were just total random strangers that I'd hit up and said, you know, you look interesting, do you want to have a chat? You know, I ended up going to the House of Lords. I met, you know, incredible um, people. And it, and all the time I had this concept in my mind and what was just incredible was I almost refined it with the most incredible group of individuals over an eight-month period. Mm. So it's almost like this was co-created, not just by the three of us here, but actually by 200-odd people of the greatest and good of our industry and advertising world and media world, of all the people that I just kind of met over the period. So... Oddly, even though I wasn't working, I probably learned more in that eight-month period than I'd learned in a, you know, the previous three or four years. And once you d- decided, now it's definitely back to starting a new agency for me. How did how did you connect with or reconnect with Katie and then connect with Stu and realise they the three of you had something a bit magical? Well, intentionally, again, I didn't want to um, jump to any conclusions, but Katie and I always had an incredibly good working relationship, and there was um, a huge amount of mutual respect, but you know, I broadly cast the net mm. wide because I wanted to go out there and meet new people. Um, and then, but it just very quickly came back to Katie, you know, and me actively wanting her to um, be involved. And with there was kind of three categorizations of people I'd talked to Blurred about from our kind of um, bringing partners on board. There would be the people who you would talk about the concept and they wouldn't really react. Mm. There'd be those who the light would switch on. And then there was basically pretty much only Stu, who's the third category, which was the light was already on. You know, he was already talking the same language in in the same kind of way. Mm. There was no like, oh, my God, that's a really interesting concept. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you two knew each other a bit, though, didn't you, beforehand? You you could say that. Yeah, we've known each other on and off for, um, well, since the Unity early days. So my my wife, who's now at Freud's, um, was one of Unity's first yeah. employees, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Such so, an yeah, incestuous so. industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world. It is a small world. But we were mainly awards dues. We would we be bump like, into each yeah. other. And normally go like, my God, I've had another baby. I'm so tired. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, why didn't no one tell us this? But it was interesting because I intentionally, I met some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant people. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just relying on the contacts of old. It, it just happened mm. to be the fact the reason we came together is we were the right, yeah. we were the right mix. But I met pretty much everyone, yeah. um, you know, during that, that time period and then it's just quite magical when we came together like I that has been one of the most unexpectedly rewarding things for me mm. is when the three of us come together in the room plus then the others as well like our non-exec director and various other people it just the connection is just is instant mm. and we um 
we finish each other's sandwiches. No. Quoting <laughs> from there. Um, but, you know, we, there was just a, a, a thing where we complement each other mm. and bring out the best in each other. And they definitely have strengths where I have weaknesses, which is always a handy thing. Yeah, well, that, you know, that's, that's, that's the measure of a good team, isn't it? You all balance each other out. Casey, what was the attraction for you of, uh, of rejoining Nick in this venture? Um, well, it wasn't a quick decision, should we say, because I think, um, you know, we had worked together before and I think sometimes you, your first sort of thought is that you should never go back and that's mm. sort of the thing that, um, you know, stays with you. But I think to Nick's point, like, we had an amazing working relationship um, when when we were working well together, we were working amazingly well and we could do really great work. Um, for me, the attraction was not only um, working with Nick again, but actually being able to start something right from the word go mm. and be involved in something right from the beginning rather than going into, you know, a business that's already existing and, you know, it has people at the front of it, you know, guiding the business in a certain direction. There's only so much change I think you can bring to um, other people's businesses. Yeah. Whereas if you're involved in something from the beginning, obviously, hopefully it has its financial upsides as well. Um, but also it means that you can actually truly put your own stamp on things. And mm. I think I had quite a clear view of what I wanted to do within the industry and obviously Nick and I had that shared view and then Stu as well and it just felt like the right time mm. you can put that sort of thing off forever and the opportunity doesn't come around that often no, so it really doesn't does yeah. it you've got to grab it exactly so what about you Stu when uh, what what was the attraction of joining these two lovely ladies on the journey I mean for I me I am gorgeous wonderful people I I mean you know I spent the last 8 years at um, probably the world's biggest PR agency, um, you know, very successful firm. And I had a, a quite a meandering journey, you mm. know, deliberately so over those eight years from corporate to tech to B2B, consumer, strategy, creativeness. So I, I, I almost had, you know, I don't know, seven or eight job titles during that period. Um, and what that, I wasn't by design, but I think what that showed me and, and, and made me really clearly see was the value in um, hybrid skill sets, mm. being able to, you know, do strategy and creative and understand that they're two sides of the same blurred coin. Yeah. Um, and that that was something I was feeling quite passionately, that the value in, in hybrids. And I think one of the worst words in our industry that's become a bit of a, unfortunately, a, um, a, a label that's, that's stuck quite a lot is this pejorative generalist. And it's, you know, you, you kind of have to specialise in one mm. thing. And what I guess what almost worried me, worries me a little bit about the, the the direction of the industry is that I think a large portion of our industry is um, re-gearing itself almost, almost like an old ad agency mm. model into, into quite narrow mm. specialisms. And, and for me, I, I think it's, and I have felt for quite a long time, that's complete opposite the way we should be going um, given the, the blurring of the lines between industries and skill sets and politics and the economy and everything um, and, and and so I I had kind of determined that actually I, I needed to do something else, I didn't know what, what it was going to be but something where I could rather than um, rather the, than, than have to specialise in one thing mm. um, either start somewhere or join somewhere new where where the um, the value of that that kind of hybrid strategy creative thinking would be would be really appreciated and and let us do new things and the, so it was very much a, a fateful mm. meeting when I sat down with Nick because we were just catching up for a coffee um, 
and it was a bit of an epiphany, I think, wasn't it? We, we, it was. And you're but, right. Because like, you remember, it I, I was messed, already in the place you were at. But it messed um, up because it mentally. wasn't the role we were. I was looking for. So I actually sent an email to Sue saying it was lovely meeting you, but in reality Thanks. you're not. What I'm looking for. And then only because there was a slightly different structure in place <laughs> yeah. at the time. And then and Nick Porter, um, who's our non-exec director responsible for kind of purpose and people, went back to her and said, "But you know, this guy is." he's one of us, this is right. She was like, but it's not what we've talked about. And I was like, just you go and meet him and then you see. And she rang me afterwards and she was like, God damn you. And God damn him. You're right. We're going to have to... Literally, do you not know this? Oh, my God. You're going to have to... We're going to have to rethink the structure. So the, the structure of the agency has changed because you met Shit. Yeah, okay. literally. Oh, we God. met faithfully wow. for, for a responsible you don't know this. How we missed entirely. So then I dropped to Milan again and said, look, you, you haunt my dreams. <laughs> in, in a good way, let's let's kind of meet and talk again. And, and But that's actually, um, if it's appropriate to talk about our structure, that's yeah. actually how our eventual structure was then born because... At the time, we wanted a kind of hardcore, heavyweight corporate person on the board full time, mm. uh, um, and blurred. And we'd had some quite extended conversations with some people, but it, none of it was quite um, right. And at the time, we were exploring having this cohort of kind of real and um, brilliant kind of creatives that we would have as part of our team. So there was going to be the core team, heavyweight corporate person as part of that, and then an incredible mix and blend of creative talent that mm. we could pull in. And what we just realised was actually kind of Stu was one of us, a po- you know, a polymath, someone who could talk at a very senior level to CEOs, but could also flex right across the consulting bent mm. to the full creative spectrum. So we said, why don't we do the flip side of the creative cohort and create a consulting cohort? Yeah. Because there's some brilliant people we'd met that, for various reasons, might have been right as full-time founding partners, but were nonetheless great. And so basically, through... Stu, you know, we ended up creating mm. this new model where we have these deep, deep, deep kind of specialisms in terms of incredible talent, consulting talent, people from Downing Street, people from, you know, FTSE boardrooms, kind of world experts in very niche consulting mm. things. And then on the other side, you know, absolute joyous kind of creative, creative human beings, some superstars, some 18 year olds, you know, an, an amazing classic blend. And that's why we can genuinely say world class consulting meets world-class yeah. creative because the people we've pulled in on our cohorts have those mm. and we're not a virtual agency by any stretch of the imagination and these aren't freelancers mm. these are heavyweight consultants that um could hold their own with frankly you know anyone anywhere mm. and that's you know super exciting for us so where did they tell me a bit more about the the name blurred and where that what the kind of the core proposition of the agency is and then we'll talk a bit more about those cohorts so essentially, the world is changing at this unfathomable pace and everywhere we look, there is a blurring of lines. We've been talking about that with marketing disciplines mm. for well over a decade, but increasingly also in terms of audience groups, corporate, consumer, and even internal and external, they just simply no longer stand as distinct groups. But even in terms of human beings, like we no longer universally define ourselves as old, young, gay, straight, mm. or even male or female. You know, I'm a 43-year-old mother of two that lives in the country. Mm. I am in no way the person that most data would throw up and describe me as. Mm. Um, and most people talk about, you know, they might not use the language of blood, but they say, you know, what are fun ways to, you know, mitigate problems within this blurred world or navigate it. But, you know, it's one of the insights that Stu brought to us. It's like, you know, it's actually... Yes, we can do that, but so much more than that. This blurred world is rife with opportunities, not rife, full 
Full of opportunity. Right, that's it. That's it. You can see how, you know, there you go. We're working straight away. I get the wrong word. They correct me. You know, right, with opportunity, you know, and that's what's exciting to us. You know, the businesses and brands that say, you know what, the world has changed. We're going to do things differently. We're going to wear our heart on our sleeve, or we're going to make our purpose not something that exists in the background, but is front and centre like Nike did with Colin Kaepernick, for example. You know, those are the companies that are, you know, days, years, light years away from others. So that's what's exciting to us. It's not just about mitigating and navigating a blurred world. So I keep saying mitigating. Navigating a blurred world. It's about the inherent opportunity that exists within it. And with us as well, like so many, we so often like look to ourselves and it's about us and what we can deliver. And I think what we believe is businesses need to stop doing that Mm -hmm. and need to look around at the world that they exist in. So intentionally we're talking about the world they operate in. Yeah rather than about ourselves. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that goes on in PR, isn't there? There's a lot of navel-gazing, you know, how can we be a different agency, a better agency? How do we talk about ourselves? And actually, it's like, we'll just look outwards. That's that's exactly what we went. What is happening with the world? The world is now blurred. That is the that is the situation that exists. How can we rebuild? How can we build an agency for that? Mm. And how can our clients take advantage of that? Mm. But it's funny, those that don't work in marketing are like, blood, that's a really negative name. Like my dad was like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> but those that do kind of get it. kind of yeah. get it. So um yeah, but so far people are really getting it, and particularly clients, when you explain that model with the cohorts, mm. and they're like, Hold on, you're saying I could get access to these incredible names. Mm. Um and then, you know, we'll pay for them, you know, good money for them. But when we no longer need them, they disappear again. And that's really attractive because I think they're used to a world where people have these huge, you know, big names on their payrolls. And they, the clients know that you're just trying to make a margin off yeah. the back of them and they're, they're being pushed on you. Whereas with us, genuinely, those are world-class people. Mm. And, and our clients understand that if, we have a prob- if they have a problem, we have someone that can help with that problem. Yeah. They will pay good money for it then and there but when it's done it goes away again so I think it, it's a model for a modern world as well as a blurred world sounds like a bit like the opening titles to the A team as well yeah so. <laughs> well definitely we like that um, bags so BBA the, uh, the, the, your cohorts your your bank of creative heavyweights and, and consultancy heavyweights you, can you tell me any of them when are you going to when are we, we going to get the news we can't at the moment and this is very tantalising this is just I know. frankly we, we will be releasing some names over time but part of that is we want to kind of almost we don't want to have all the names on show mm. because part of it is these are people we've got long-term relationships with. Some of these are, you know, our long-term friends of ours. Um, some of them are exclusive, some of them are not. Mm. But for us, it's more about the skills they present rather than giving other people a shopping list of yeah. of people, really. But over time, we will be um, revealing okay. some of those key people. I, I will hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> no um, tell me a little bit about... So the, the, that whole structure is clearly different. What else is different about the way you're going to be uh, able to service clients and solve their business problems, Katie? Do you want to? I think everything comes back to our purpose. So we talk um, a lot of the work that we're planning to do and, and already doing for clients is helping them navigate the world that they operate in and identifying exactly what their purpose is and what they stand for. Mm. Um, 
it's no there's no point in us telling clients that they need to do that if we can't do it ourselves mm. so we have we spent some time really think, thinking through what the blood um, you know proposition was and why why we existed and we came back to one word which was depth um, so everything that we do is designed to bring depth and bring depth to the businesses that we work with if you think of the industry overall um, you know reputationally we have as an industry sometimes and often um, been referred to as quite superficial so for us we you know blurred exists to be able to bring that depth in quite a superficial industry which it as the industry stands or does stand at the moment so we have a number of different um elements that we sort of sense check against in terms of that depth of offer so you know it's depth of thinking making sure that we're really um bringing divergent perspectives to the table the reason that we've got the cohort set up as they are and the reason that we three are similar in a lot of ways but also very different in a lot of ways is so that we can bring a different um level of thinking to clients why the dyslexic is allowed to be in the group because we (laughs) we at blurred embrace the the slight differences we have because we know it brings them different opinions absolutely but yeah and i think that depth really stretches in terms of depth of talent as well so those connections that we've got um you know making sure that it's not just a broad huge number of names that we work with but actually really deep relationships with them um that you know we have a set of values within the business and anyone within our cohort has to sign up for one of a better phrase those sets of values you know if we meet someone that we don't feel um i guess ticks the boxes in terms of the values and things that we stand for then we wouldn't work with them you know we want people who have a shared vision really as us and i guess coming back to depth you know that's the thing that we hope that we'll be offering that's very different to other agencies you know it's about having deep relationships with clients as well making sure that we're really spending the time to get to know their business and understand um you know how they operate and make sure that we're then able to really produce depth of thinking for them and um, that will ch- you know change change that impact and bring them bring them depth of impact that they're all after so in terms of in terms of what that depth of thinking and your values and purpose as an agency how do, how is that going to achieve better business results for clients than the classic agency setup I, I mean yeah for me <clears throat> that's that, that's the key to to all of this that Depth is the value, but it's what we'll achieve through that deeper thinking um, that that is truly differentiating. And it comes back to what Nick said before in terms of opportunity. I, I think collectively, as, as an industry over the years, dec- over the decades, we have largely overcomplicated what is actually a, a simple set of relationships between companies, their context, be that social, cultural, political. And people, human beings, and we've we've created these artificial labels: consumers, mm. corporates. You know, it, it's all in and of itself inherently meaningless. Mm. And I actually think stripping it back to to those simple basics is what um, allows us to apply that deeper thinking to unlock true commercial opportunity for clients. So we, and I think I speak for all of us, we have very little ambition to do superficial publicity work mm. what we're interested in doing is work that truly transforms businesses not mm. just their 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 reputation um but it counterintuitively it is by um revealing actually mm. how how simple the 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 world is rather than um that defensive posture of oh look at all the uncertainty you need help to uh, yeah. defend yourself against it and and that's that's been something that the PR world has PR industry has done for years because of course it's subconsciously it's a, an attempt to make things seem difficult so that you 
clients need to pay us lots of money to help them uh, to help them navigate it. <laughs> and actually, I, I really, really genuinely believe that that, that can be flipped mm. and we can go in on a, a much more positive footing and with a much more positive mindset and say, comms strategy is actually business strategy. Mm. And if you give us your ear um, and let us show you the, the depth of thinking we can bring, mm. we're not just going to you know, get you coverage, that word that I loathe. We're, we're going to truly help grow or evolve or transform your business, mm. something inherently and obviously meaningful. Yeah. Stu and I went into a um, new business meeting on launch day, actually, for a huge, huge global multi-million pound um, business. And, and it was actually very open. They were more like, look, we're 25 years old. What should we be doing? Mm. And we we didn't talk about even tactical routes or PR or even communications once within that um, meeting. It, it focused solely on us saying, who are you? Mm. Let's work with you. Let's find that out. Let's um, kind of take the essence of, of what you are and then, you know, work the story for the next 25 years mm. out of that. Um, but even the word story that I've said there is wrong. You know, it's inherently about, you know, purpose, what they stand for, working with the CEO very closely, mm. even to the extent it's, it's touching management consultancy, really, because yeah. it's a bit like, actually, we need to reframe your timing. You need to free up 15% of your time to be an ambassador to your people. It was about, you know, the many tens of thousands of people that work for them and how they need to operate. You know, so it, it's that's just showing how it's right at the other end of the scale. You know, we're not about promoting people's CSR um, campaigns even. We're about creating yeah, them and working out that stuff so it's, it's a different it's, it's it's different and that's why we do need the support of um the, the brilliant cohorts mm. we have because we've all got really good knowledge of that stuff but we can bring in people who are literally some of the best people in the world mm. around some of those specific things and, and do it kind of credibly so yeah it's dead exciting and I think that's for me what's so exciting as well because I've been there done that we all have and now we're putting ourselves into kind of new um, yeah. yeah in new situations where we're quite uncomfortable in some areas yeah, but that is good, isn't oh it? my it's god good to be yeah. it is so, so exciting yeah. it is so massively exciting and people are interested and want to hear yeah. and that's fantastic well, exactly and you go back to the we talked about at the beginning the reaction that we've had mm. to the you know just to the launch announcement um thank you for that Maya Pleasure. um but it, it it actually demonstrates to me something again a bit a bit deeper which is a huge appetite out there for yeah. someone, anyone, please, to come and talk to me um, in in, a, in an optimistic, positive, yeah. um, empowering way really about what we can what we can achieve, what marketing, what what comms can achieve, yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, that's what we're that's what we're going to do. So it's kind of reframing it from challenges and solutions, like to actually where's your business going? Or what's the problem? You, yeah, what's yeah. The or problem? even because sometimes they don't even know what oh, the problem is. Or telling them what the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Identifying the problem. How, you, how, we, how can we help you move forward yeah. wherever, wherever you're going? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And we've created a suite of um, products. So we're product-led as well. So it'd be like we have a product for that or we have a product for this. And when I say we've created it, we have a few of them. Stu is cooking mm. some of the others up, um, but um, <laughs> or will be. It's one of his first jobs when he. What um, sort of areas are your products in? There will be things like purpose and you know. Sorry, Stu. Yeah, well, it's one of those again. It's one of those <laughs> long-standing frustrations I have with the industry that, um, and it comes back here. to that superficial. <laughs> yeah. That it's superficial. Just really. You know, <laughs> what, what what do we sell as an industry? 
PR. Mm. What, what is it? Mm. It's so badly articulated by the vast majority of our industry. Um, and we thought, you know, if there was a way we could um, actually hone this down to uh, a set of core products with with clear outputs and outcomes. Um, so, for example, one that we're um, exploring is is looking at how a business or a brand that might have been around for a number of years and been very successful historically, but needs to make a significant step change, mm. maybe because they've got a bit tired or a bit old or the you know, competition has come and disrupted their category, whatever. Um, and we started thinking, okay, well, that's a business problem that has happened countless times in, in the world. And if we look back at the examples of that and companies that solved that well and how did they make that that step change, that transformative shift to become or re-become iconic, could we codify that some, somehow down to, okay, what were the things they did? What are the common ingredients of doing that well? Um, and turn that into uh, a product. It's really a more of a recipe, I suppose, yeah. for how that could then be tailored and, and applied process, to brand yeah. X, Y, Z. But again, it's that, it's and Nick has said it, that management consultancy mindset rather than mm. a uh, media relations focused PR industry mindset um, that has been yeah, a bugbear of mine for years. And I, and I just think we have this once in a lifetime opportunity to design something from mm. scratch to not just um, serve clients of today, but to get ahead of the industry curve. Because I think everyone will get to what we're talking about eventually. Yeah. But if we can leap ahead of that, and then we're going to be in a, a really good place. So it's worth saying, sorry, just that the, the, I certainly feel that there is a place for all sorts of agencies in the world. Mm. So we're not just saying this is the only right way of doing it. This is our way of doing it, and it's our reaction to the world um, around us. It's not. It's not for everyone else, mm. and there are plenty of incredibly successful agencies who who behave very differently to that but if you know this is the bet that we are placing yeah. and it's on our combined um history and knowledge but most importantly it's deeply seated kind of passion area mm. for us and now i can hear that it, you, you, you know what i mean really it's, in it aren't you to- totally totally and that's what united us in, instantly yeah. mm. And so, who's your dream client then? What kind of client? I mean, who's who who's a who's a blurred client? What do they look like? I think I wouldn't want to name a, uh, a, a name a brand, but it is more um, a, a kind of business. Actually, what Stu talked about. Never really interested in the ones that are peaking right now mm. because you know they've they've got it kind of nailed. But I think there are a ton of businesses out there that have kind of passed their peak, and they need to be kind of refresh they need to either remind themselves of why they exist or yeah. or go back to, to basics or conversely the other end of the spectrum says so the old that almost need um, refreshing or the new and we're having a lot of these conversations with these types of businesses at the moment incredibly fast growing businesses yeah. who um, you know at this point in time could either if they're not careful become an, um, an uber or they could become an airbnb yeah. so it's, it's it's actually both ends of the spectrum but mostly it's people who are open-minded and who who also aren't resting on their laurels and who just you know want to um stay ahead of the game and inevitably a lot of those those um big businesses are the ones that are facing um kind of challenges they couldn't have imagined before mm. you know maybe around you know ocean waste or changing legislation etc yet they still need yeah. to be relevant 
with their young people, and that stuff really excites us when it's at both ends of that spectrum. Well, businesses are grappling with more stuff that they have to think about than ever, ever before. I mean, yes, it's about the bottom line because of, you know, there's no point otherwise. But there's you know, where, where your place in the world as a business, and you know yeah. where your what journey you're on, and who's coming on that journey with you is like hugely important now. And yeah. it maybe wasn't even a decade ago. And you've got obviously you've won your first client, StockX. Yeah. Well done. Tell me what about how you're applying that blurred thinking to the work you're doing. Them. So StockX, for anyone that doesn't know, is the um, they frame themselves as a stock market of things. They're essentially a e-commerce site um, that specialise in the resale of um, brand new but limited edition, highly collectible trainers is their first um, area, but um, and their main area, but also handbags and watches, so luxury um, limited edition items. But their modelling is based on the stock market, so um, they're able to connect buyers and sellers um, and ensure they're basically around to um, make it a more democratised market, so enable people to be able to get their hands on the latest Yeezy if you haven't been able to be lucky enough to get one of the hundred odd pairs that ever was sold at one point and one time so um we have been we're working with them on their european launch so we've just launched them across europe um but we're also working with them again as nick mentioned earlier you know they are a hyper growth um client they're a billion dollar yeah a billion dollar business in the states um two yeah. years and two years i mean they are like it's mind-blowing. And like they had like 130 employees or something in April and they're now well over 500. They're growing at the speed of light. Um, you know, they'd happily, I think, recruit another 1,000 people tomorrow if they oh, could because they're growing so quickly. Um, so it's really working with them very closely um, just to, you know, help them navigate that and make sure that they're set up in the right way um, and that, they're, you know, they deliver an amazing product and an amazing service and they're a great brand and a great business. You know, they've got great values at the heart of their business, so it's just making sure that they hold on to those mm. and we can help them um, as they expand even further. What's amazing, if you talk to Josh Luber, the founder, and ask him, um, you know, are you a technology company, a data company, a portfolio investment yeah. vehicle, a retail, a retail site? Yeah. Um, he he just he laughs. We're all of those things yeah. uh, and, and none. So it, it's 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 all blurred. Yeah, all, God, yeah, all over. Yeah, they are, like, but there are new paradigms yeah. of business being created yeah. that span traditional categories and definitions yeah, all the time. Really and I think that's just one. Um, facet of of the changing world that we're talking about. I mean, they share a whole load of values that we share. So it was a meeting of complete minds. As soon as we met them, it was like, you know, we wanted to work with them and they wanted to work with us because everything that they or lots of the things that they stand for, we stand for as well. Um, and also it, the work that we're delivering spans, you know, right through from um, sort of the corporate side, telling that financial investor story, which is quite a complex story but a very interesting one and also then connecting you know sneakerheads in and around Europe with the product and um, with the site so I mean it is a, a great first client for us to have it's a brilliant brand um, we're all very passionate about it but it also just feels just blurred through yeah. through and through yeah. and it was a, a horrific moment when I first met the CEO who's a kind of sneaker wearing baseball wearing guy and he went in for the kind of special street handshake stroke hug thing I went for the very British handshake <laughs> it was like okay I'm going to have to like relearn a load a of, of cultural it was like really like you know when you go for the kiss and it's complicated this was a totally different this was a totally different oh, thing I was like oh my god I wake up in the night and it kind of still haunts me but even in you know the pitch we were like this is what CEOs look like now you know you are representative of the CEO Kendall 
not Kendall, the Kylie, other one. Kylie Jenner, you know, is, um, for example, she is, you know, a businesswoman. Mm. And this is our point is people who, no, people don't want to be categorized, nor should they yeah. be lumped into certain um, kind of groups anymore. And, and I'm talking about specific individuals there, but, but that's how we feel yeah. generally is, is kind of, you know, Although I'm the age, there's only one Kylie for me, I'm afraid. It's <laughs> yeah. Jenna, well, it's Monet. That's afraid. quite all right. Well, um, I couldn't even remember which of them it was. So, you know. And Paging Arun, the boss, loves his trainers. He'll probably be in touch. Oh, okay. um, so where do you see the agency going, just so we can wrap up? What's the goal for each of you in turn, um, Nick? Where, where, are you, where are you going with Blurred? What's the vision? Well, basically, if we continue... On the way, the trajectory of the last two weeks, I will be an extremely um, happy lady. For me, it is about fast growth, simply because I'm not new to this. Mm. You know, I've I've done this a few times before. I'm not, um, frankly, willing, nor do I have the patience to to do the kind of first slow couple of years before you hit kind of growth. <laughs> um, so you know, we want to get there kind of fast, and and that's also because I think what we're attracted to now are, are clients with big problems um, and that is what has been so exciting mm. is that the kinds of things we're pitching for already and the conversations we're having are, yeah, are, are really, big things. You've really gone in fast. Yeah, you? we have. So for me, that's what I want to, us to maintain is, you know, grow, but grow a purpose-led business mm. ourselves and that's something that's quite unique to us in the sense of Nick Porter, who I mentioned, who is an on-exec director but purely focused on people and purpose. You know, her whole role in life is to make sure we never accidentally veer off the path mm -hmm. because you know what it's like, you know, suddenly we win three pitches, we need bodies on seats and we could be tempted to go, oh, we'll just get this person in, they look great. She'll be the one that goes, no, no, my friend. You know, yeah. she will interview every person. She will ensure that they represent our values. She will ensure we will never take anything that isn't true to our purpose. Mm. So... Fast growth combined with us not forgetting who we are yeah. um, is the aim, which, frankly, is also the aim of most of our clients, interestingly enough. Yeah, cool. And what about you, Katie? As always, Nick has articulated probably what all three of us would say because <laughs> we're so united in, in how we think. But um, I guess in addition to that, for me, I if I think of, like, the legacy or what I would look back on and think we did a really bloody good job is to be able to think we changed businesses significantly. Mm -hmm. So our business will always be, hopefully, very successful and, you know, and we'll be very much rooted in what we want to do and we'll only be delivering the work that we want to do. But I also want to be able to look at the businesses that we've worked with and think, you know, we were part of that. We were able to turn around that brand or... Great answer, Katie. Yeah. Great answer. Help build a brand. Like, that's really important to me. What about you, Stu? Well, yeah, I mean, my point will be a natural build from that. So um, I'm fond, of, I'm fond of, uh, I'm fond of saying, um, and it comes back to the depth of partnership as well. Point from earlier, but you know, clients will pay us, but we will pay them back, and that's that transformative point. But the the, the build is by doing that. I genuinely want to be able to look back and say, blurred helped um, transform the reputation of our industry yeah, of our, agree. our category I, I, it, it does not it does not have to be um, the poor relation of every other um, slice of the marketing mm. part. in fact it, it, it should sit above all of them it, we, we should be in, in you know the ear of CEOs COOs CFOs yeah. um, setting the entire agenda that gets passed down mm. to the, the marketing and the advertising and, and um, 
that's that's one of the moonshot ambitions yeah. of, of Blurred, and I, I believe we'll get there. And yeah. Um, yeah. If you look at my face, you see, genuinely, this is the joy. Yeah. Every day, this is the joy. It's just like we may come at it from different, slightly different perspectives, mm. but it, we are completely aligned on, yeah. on what's possible, and that's what brings me genuine joy in my daily life now. Well, your ambitions and frustrations with the industry really reflect why I've been writing about it for nearly 20 years as well. So I'm kind of with you on the on the journey. Um, I love the energy between you. are very simpatico. I, I, it can really feel that you're all kind of what you're all adding to the to, and good on you know goodness only knows what the cohorts are going to bring when you finally tell me who's on those <laughs> lists. Um, good time. Good time. Uh, I wish you every success in bringing a little bit of the blurred magic to the world of comms and business. And thank you very much for joining me in the echo chamber. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank much. You. You've been listening to the echo chamber, brought to you by the Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today.